It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige DeMacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige DeMacos here with Jamie Eisner. No Jake Arians today, but we uh, we upgraded and we brought Bruce Arians in today. Uh, Coach, how you doing over there? I'm doing fantastic. How, how is everybody out there? Uh, we uh, we can't complain. It's actually a cloudy, nice day in Arizona today, and it's not even ninety degrees. So uh, we're we're wow. praying that it stays that way. Yeah, <laughs> I know you know it well, so we're we're real happy about that. But coach, I want to start off with talking to you about uh, Fitz Magic, and that is uh, the the hysteria that's happening in the NFL over the play of of Fitzpatrick over the last two games, and specifically. I want to ask you about what you would do if you were in this position, because this team had three really tough games. They're now two and zero. If they go three and zero, and Jameis Winston sitting there coming back off a of suspension, how tough is it to make the call on whether or not you're starting Jameis Winston or you're staying with the hot Fitzpatrick? Oh, I'm staying with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know, we did their preseason game, preseason game three, and he was he played lights out in that game. And right now, the chemistry on that team is so good. You you would never disrupt any. To, they had the hardest first three game schedule in the history of the NFL. If they go three and zero, there's no way you're changing. Coach, you got to see this team up close and personal week one. But the Cleveland Browns went into New Orleans, into the Superdome, and really held that offense at bay for most of the game. Only gave up 21 points in total. How real is this Browns defense, and how good can they be? Oh, they're legit. They have they have talent. They have speed. Uh, Greg Williams does a great job. They should be two and zero. I mean, if they had a field goal kicker, uh, uh, is Gonzalez. I mean, he misses two field goals. Or they they're two and zero and leading the division. Uh, they're for real. Coach, you spent plenty of time in Pittsburgh, and I know you're familiar with that organization. Uh, over the last few weeks, obviously, the Le'Veon Bell situation continues to be an issue. And Antonio Brown didn't show up for work on Monday. Fantasy football owners are freaking out. He did show up to practice today on Wednesday. But how do you how do you play out this scenario with this team and and give us a little insight into this organization and maybe how you know they're they were a Super Bowl contender coming into this season and they're now 0-1 and one and Pittsburgh and their fans are freaking out. Yeah, I think you know. Rough game in Cleveland. Again, they, they miss a field goal or they're one and one. Uh, I don't, I think they were shocked by how well Patrick Mahomes played in that game at Heinz Field, and, but they shouldn't be. He's a, he's a heck of a young talent. Um, Antonio Brown's situation, that's been going on ever since he arrived. So that's nothing really new for them. And, uh, but they, they always have a little bit of drama around Pittsburgh. But, uh, yeah, that, that team I, sh- I, I would think would bounce back and be ready to go this week. Uh, one of the players that was really set the league on fire for a brief period of time last year has kind of come down to earth in his second season, Deshaun Watson. What have you seen from him this year, and is it something more than just recovering from the ACL injury that's contributing to his struggles through the first couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, he missed a ton of practice time. He, he was coming on, uh, and again, people have a chance to study you and what you do. Uh, defensive coordinators in the NFL are different than college. I mean, uh, they have 
hours and hours of time in the off season. They don't have to recruit. They just spend time on watching what you do, how to defend you, the new trends in the league and, uh, and how to defend it. So it, I think he got, he caught people by surprise a little bit last year. And then again, he also has missed a ton of practice time due to that injury. Also, there was another a trade made this week, Josh Gordon going from the Browns to the Patriots. You, you've had a history of giving players second chances and having success at that. What do you make of Josh Gordon as a player and then the risk that the Patriots are taking here uh, with a fifth-round pick to get him on the squad? Well, as a player, when he's available, he's outstanding. But he's very seldom ever available. I think he's been available 40% of the time of his career. You know, we interviewed him. Friday before the Steeler game, and I thought he was on the right track, and uh, and the, and the Browns were so supportive. Uh, I would be very leery uh, right now of Josh Gordon, and uh, I know a fifth round pick for the Patriots might not even make their team anyway. So it's a it's a good gamble for them. Might hit a home run, and uh, if he fails, it was well worth it. All right, Coach, we talked about the the Cardinals' disappointing start in Week 1. Unfortunately, things didn't look much better in Week 2, and I know you know and everybody knows they got a lot of good leaders in that locker room, Patrick Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, and and get embarrassed again in Week 2. How do they they right this ship? Because they have a tough game coming up here, and you know that there's a lot of Chicagoans in the Valley, so it's going to be a tough game in Week 3 for Sam Bradford and company. So, how do they write this ship starting off 0-2 this season? Well, yeah, one of the biggest things is going to be the shock of how many fans from Chicago are going to be in that stadium because I imagine a bunch of Cardinal fans sold their tickets. And uh, you just got to keep going to work, keep your head down, believe in what you believe in, and not not panic. I mean, you can't blink. You got to come back to work. And I know uh, Larry, Patrick, all those guys are doing that. And uh, hopefully they can – get David Johnson involved uh, a little bit more and, uh, and get Sam going. Coach, last week you said on the podcast for the first time in history, the coach is the highest paid person in the locker room. And you were talking about John Gruden. John Gruden is now 0-2 to start the season. And you're, you're calling that game Oakland at Miami. How does that, how does, how do you think that sits in the locker room? I'm interested because if if the team starts out two and zero, I think it's much different. But now it's zero and two, and and Chucky's he's not getting off to the start that everybody expected him to. And when he's the highest paid guy, and you're watching Khalil Mack destroy quarterbacks across the league, it's got to sit not so well in the locker room. Well, the one thing about that locker room, they know who's the boss, and that's John. And uh, you know they had a chance; they were tied at the end of the third quarter with the Rams and they were beating Denver and they got to finish a game right now. They're just not good enough defensively to finish a game. Uh, you know, they did a heck Paul Gunther did a heck of a job last week. They picked up two defensive tackles off the street on Tuesday and started them. And, and they were in the game all the way to the last kick. They were winning to the last kick. So they're close. Uh, but I don't think any player in that locker room right now, has any question about who the leader that that team is. Coach, it's supposed to be rainy in Miami this week. It was brutal weather uh, in Cleveland for week one. Hottest game uh, in mile-high history last week. D. 
Do you think you get a like a fair weather game at some point this season? Well, Greg Gumbel and Trent Green are blaming Melanie Collins and me for all that all that stuff. But if it's pouring down, I feel I pity Melanie again. She was soaked after that Cleveland game, being on the sideline for the whole game. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's September in in Miami. It could be ninety degrees, and next thing you know, it's just pouring down, raining, then ninety degrees again. So you got to be ready for it. Coach, last thing here before we end the interview, you have the Oakland at Miami game. What are you most looking forward to about calling that game? Well, Miami's got a wealth of young playmakers, and just watching them play, Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson, Kenyon Drake, I mean, they've they got a ton of speed. And I'm, I'm anxious to see Ryan Tannehill. He played really well up in New York last week. And, uh, and also the Raiders – how close they were last week, come back and see if they can finish a game because they're going to be in it. Yeah, Miami, the uh, a bit of a surprise. Both of these teams, you probably would have thought Oakland maybe 2-0 and and Miami 0-2, but opposite for these teams, uh, exciting times for, uh, for the Miami Dolphins so far. Coach, thank you so much for joining us, uh, and good luck calling Oakland and Miami, and hopefully you get some nice weather at some point. Yeah, hopefully. We will sure will. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.